This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The Alabama Supreme Court has now changed the rules surrounding the execution process of a death row inmate. Instead of issuing a one-day date for putting the inmate to death, the State Department of Corrections will now be given a time frame from the governor in which to conduct the execution. Prior to this rule change, the state Supreme Court would issue a singular date for the execution that would then expire by midnight of that day. Secretary of State Wes Allen is hoping for at least two legislative priorities to be addressed this coming March in the state legislative session. Allen spoke on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile this week. A couple bills last year that, um, you know, we just ran out of time on and, and didn't get to um, during the last uh, regular session back in 22. And, and two of those uh, represent our state senator Clyde Chambliss had that I think uh, we'll approach again and, and, and we'll get behind. And that number one is that we'll always have paper ballots in Alabama. So it's, uh, we want to put that into state statute. It's administrative code now, but we want to make sure and strengthen that and make sure we will always have paper ballots because, you know, you know, it's receipts basically. And, and you can go back and check, you know, if something is, is, it looks funny. So, um, you always have paper ballots. That's important. And then also put in the state code that, you know, the machines will never be connected and have ability to be connected to the internet either through uh, Bluetooth or any modems or anything that way, any of the tabulating machines and whatnot that actually take in the ballots. None of that can be connected or have the capability of being connected to the internet. So uh, those two bills, uh, I think, will receive some top priority of attention. The St. Clair County Commission has finally received their necessary declaration of emergency from Governor Ivey when it comes to a landfill fire that's on private property in the town of Moody. That fire has been burning for more than 50 days and filling the community with smoke and other airborne toxins. Residents are complaining of nosebleeds, lung issues, as well as the quality of their health diminishing. The St. Clair County Commission is now free to spend funds that are needed to hire companies that can fix the problem and put out the fire. The Federal Environmental Protection Agency is also now involved in evaluating the level of health risk and impact that this fire has had on the community. A 10-year-old cold case out of Opelika has been reopened with charges coming from the Opelika police. Lamar Wiggins is now facing murder charges in the death of 11-year-old baby Jane Doe. Wiggins' wife, Ruth Vickerstaff, is charged with not reporting a missing child. Back in 2012, the bones of an 11-year-old unknown girl were found behind a mobile home in Opelika. A genealogist connected with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children was able to use DNA to create a profile that was then traced back to identify the young girl as Amori Wiggins and to locate her biological mother. When police talked to Sherry Wiggins, she revealed to them that her daughter had been in the custody of Lamar Wiggins and stepmother Ruth all of this time, and that she had not been allowed to see her own daughter. Police are asking for the public's assistance in the details surrounding the Wiggins' time living in Opelika. A case that went all the way to the Alabama Supreme Court regarding a dog is now going forward towards an ultimate resolution. Marshall County officials, along with the Guntersville City Prosecutor Kelsey Yost, 
are working to schedule a date for euthanization for the pit bull named Havoc. That dog attacked and injured a woman two years ago, but the owner of the dog has been legally fighting to keep the dog alive, appealing all the way up to the state Supreme Court. Valina Jackson's appeal was denied recently, and now the city is seeking to finalize the whole case. The police chief for the Porch Band of Creek Indians has passed away unexpectedly. Mike Reynolds was 59 years old. His family says that Reynolds died of a heart attack. Reynolds worked in law enforcement for more than 35 years after first serving in the U.S. Army as a military policeman. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Israeli and U.S. military officials are both confirming to the Jerusalem Post that over 300,000 munitions that were being stored in Israel have now been transported to the country of Ukraine. The U.S. is also telling Israel that the movement of these munitions is U.S. business and that Israel does not have a say in the matter. The U.S. is promising to replenish the removed weapons in the future. Israel has an agreement with the U.S. to use that ammunition in cases of emergency, but with U.S. approval. Unlike the U.S., Israel has not sent military aid to the country of Ukraine, only humanitarian aid. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court just cannot find the leaker of the Dobbs draft. A report from the high court was released this week and the investigation turned up nothing apparently in finding the person who had access to a leaked draft of a court decision back in May of 2022, even though the trail in which it was first published started at a media outlet Politico. The draft revealed that five justices were poised to overturn Roe v. Wade through the Dobbs versus Jackson case out of Mississippi. That leak then sparked outrage by pro-abortion activists Protesters lined up at the homes of justices and even issued threats against their lives. One man was arrested for having a plan to do so when it comes to Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Dozens of law clerks were asked to turn over their phones by the marshal of the Supreme Court when this leak investigation was first launched. But now months later, that same marshal's report has not been able to name a single person responsible for the leak. The Washington Free Beacon is now showing a picture of Hunter Biden in his dad's vintage Corvette, the very Corvette that is parked in Biden's garage at his home in Delaware, confirming that Hunter Biden at various points in the past had access to that garage. That's the garage where a box of documents were stored that held classified information from the Obama administration. Biden left the White House as vice president at the start of 2017 and moved into the Penn-Biden Center offices in Washington, D.C., as well as his home in Delaware. Now a former Secret Service agent, who is also a certified cyber forensics expert, analyzed that photo that was taken of Hunter in the Corvette and gave the results to the Washington Free Beacon. Konstantinos Demetrolos determined that the photos are genuine, and using the metadata, they were taken around July 2017 in Delaware. And when it comes to the classified documents that were found in Biden's possession, an organization called Protect the Public's Trust has now filed an ethics complaint against Joe Biden to the U.S. Office of Government Ethics. Mike Chamberlain is the director of this organization. He told Fox News that the American public will not tolerate a two-tiered system of justice with well-connected insiders subjected to lower standards of scrutiny than the usual citizen. Actor Alec Baldwin has been formally charged by the Santa Fe District Attorney with involuntary manslaughter. The charges against Baldwin are related to the shooting and death that occurred on the set of a Western movie where Baldwin was the lead actor. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins died as a result of Baldwin pointing a gun in her direction and firing. Baldwin maintains that he thought the gun was an unloaded prop. 
The movie's armorer, who is in charge of the weapon props, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is also charged with manslaughter. Former President Donald Trump is headed to North Carolina at the end of this week to take part in a memorial for Lynette Hardaway. Hardaway was one of two sisters known as Diamond and Silk. Hardaway passed away on January 10th at the age of 51. The cause of death has been referred to as sickness, but with no other details. Diamond and Silk first bursted onto the video scene when Trump ran for office in 2016. They were huge supporters. And I would just like to say to the elites in the Republican Party, You know, Donald Trump has already extended an olive branch to unite this party. It is time for you to grab on to that olive branch and jump on the Trump train, baby. That's right. Or get the hell out of the way. Trump will take part in the memorial event celebrating Hardaway's life. It'll be done this Saturday at the Crown Theater in Fayetteville. A scientist and researcher in the United Kingdom is now publicly calling on the COVID-19 vaccines to be halted immediately. Dr. Richard Ennis is the retired professor of evolutionary biology at Edinburgh University. Ennis is making this call after he studied the Yellow Card Adverse Event database in the UK, which is very similar to the U.S. VAERS database that is used to track vaccine injuries and death. Ennis maintains that his research found unequivocal signals of reactions from the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine that are affecting a person's heart, blood, and in the case of females, their reproductive organs. Ennis says he worked off of half a million adverse events that were reported into the yellow card system. A recent poll conducted by the Trafalgar Group has found that the majority of Americans are in favor of stopping the plans by the Biden administration to hire 87,000 more Internal Revenue Service agents. 60% of voters want Congress to do something to stop that hiring from taking place. The plan to hire more agents was placed inside the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed last year. It allocates $71 billion to the IRS to expand its reach and power with the American taxpayer. The Congressional Budget Office projects that 78 to 90% of any new revenue that these IRS agents are able to secure will come from them tracking down and auditing small businesses and families who make less than 200000 a year. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 